Welcome to Emily Rose Meditations. I'm your host, Emily, and today we'll be sitting with Chapter 6 of Book 2 of The Dark Night of the Soul by St. John of the Cross. So find a comfortable seat, take a deep breath, and let your heart be made ready to receive these words. The third kind of suffering and pain that the soul endures in this state results from the fact that two other extremes meet here in one, namely the divine and the human. The divine is this purgative contemplation, and the human is the subject, that is, the soul. The divine assails the soul in order to renew it, and thus to make it divine, and stripping it of the habitual affections and attachments of the old man, to which it is very closely united, knit together and conformed, destroys and consumes its spiritual substance and absorbs it in deep and profound darkness. As a result of this, the soul feels itself to be perishing and melting away in the presence and sight of its miseries in a cruel spiritual death even as if it had been allowed to be swallowed by a beast and felt itself being devoured in the darkness of its belly, suffering such anguish as was endured by Jonah in the belly of that beast of the sea. For in this sepulchre of dark death, it must needs abide until the spiritual resurrection which it hopes for. A description of this suffering and pain, although in truth it transcends all description, is given by David when he says, The lamentations of death compassed me about. The pains of hell surrounded me. I cried in my tribulation. But what the sorrowful soul feels most in this condition is its clear perception, as it thinks, that God has abandoned it, and, in his abhorrence of it, has flung it into darkness. It is a grave and piteous grief for it to believe that God has forsaken it. It is this that David also felt, so much in a like case, saying, After the manner wherein the wounded are dead in the sepulchres, being now cast off by thy hand, so that thou rememberest them no more, even so they set me in the deepest and lowest lake, in the dark places and in the shadow of death, and thy fury is confirmed upon me, and all thy waves thou hast brought in upon me. For indeed, when this purgative contemplation is most severe, the soul feels very keenly the shadow of death, and the lamentations of death, and the pains of hell, which consist in its feeling itself to be without God, and chastised, and cast out, and unworthy of him, and it feels that he is wroth with it. All this is felt by the soul in this condition, yea, and more, for it believes that it is so with it forever. It feels, too, 
that all creatures have forsaken it, and that it is condemned by them, particularly by its friends. Wherefore David presently continues, saying, Thou hast put far from me my friends and acquaintances. They have counted me an abomination. To all this will Jonah testify, as one who likewise experienced it in the belly of the beast, both bodily and spiritually. Thou hast cast me forth, he says, into the deep, into the heart of the sea, and the flood hath compassed me. All its billows and waves have passed over me, and I said, I am cast away out of the sight of thine eyes, but I shall once again see thy holy temple, which, he says, because God purifies the soul in this state, that it may see his temple. The waters compassed me, even to the soul. The deep hath closed me round about. The ocean hath covered my head. I went down to the lowest parts of the mountains. The bars of the earth have shut me up forever. By these bars are here understood, in this case, imperfections of the soul, which have impeded it from enjoying this delectable contemplation. The fourth kind of pain is caused in the soul by another excellence of this dark contemplation, which is its majesty and greatness, from which arises in the soul a consciousness of the other extreme, which is in itself, namely, that of the greatest deep poverty and wretchedness. This is one of the chiefest pains that it suffers in this purgation, for it feels within itself a profound emptiness and impoverishment of three kinds of good, which are ordained for the pleasure of the soul, which are the temporal, the natural, and the spiritual and finds itself set in the midst of the evils contrary to these, namely, miseries of imperfection, aridity, and emptiness of the apprehensions of the faculties, and abandonment of the spirit in darkness. Inasmuch as God here purges the soul according to the substance of its sense and spirit, and according to the interior and exterior faculties, the soul must needs be in all its parts reduced to a state of emptiness, poverty, and abandonment, and must be left dry and empty and in darkness. For the sensual part is purified in aridity. The faculties are purified in the emptiness of their perceptions and the spirit is purified in thick darkness. All this God brings to pass by means of this dark contemplation, wherein the soul not only suffers this emptiness and suspension of these natural supports and perceptions, which is a most afflictive suffering, as if a man were suspended or held in the air so that he could not breathe, But likewise, he is purging the soul, annihilating it, emptying it, or consuming in it, 
even as fire consumes the moldiness and rust of metal, all the affections and imperfect habits which it has contracted in its whole life. Since these are deeply rooted in the substance of the soul, it is wont to suffer great undoing and inward torment, besides the said poverty and emptiness, natural and spiritual, so that there may be fulfilled that passage from Ezekiel, which says, Heap together the bones, and I will burn them in the fire. The flesh shall be consumed, and the whole composition shall be burned, and the bones shall be destroyed. Herein is understood the pain which is suffered in the emptiness and poverty of the substance of the soul, both in sense and in spirit. And concerning this, he then says, Set it also empty upon the coals, that its metal may become hot and molten, and its uncleanness may be destroyed within it, and its rust may be consumed. Herein is described the grave suffering which the soul here endures in the purgation of the fire of this contemplation. For the prophet says here that, in order for the rust of the affections, which are within the soul, to be purified and destroyed, it is needful that in a certain manner, the soul itself should be annihilated and destroyed, since these passions and imperfections have become natural to it. Wherefore, because the soul is purified in this furnace like gold in a crucible, as says the wise man, it is conscious of this complete undoing of itself in its very substance, together with the direst poverty, wherein it is, as it were, nearing its end, as may be seen by that which David says of himself in this respect, in these words, Save me, Lord, he cries to God. For the waters have come even unto my soul. I am made fast in the mire of the deep, and there is no place where I can stand. I am come into the depth of the sea, and a tempest hath overwhelmed me. I have labored, crying. My throat has become hoarse. Mine eyes have failed, whilst I hope in my God. Here, God greatly humbles the soul, in order that he may afterwards greatly exalt it. And if he ordained not that, when these feelings arise within the soul, they should speedily be stilled. It would die in a very short pace. But there are only occasional periods when it is conscious of their great intensity. At times, however, they are so keen that the soul seems to be seeing hell and perdition opened. Of such are they that in truth go down alive into hell, being purged here on earth in the same manner as there, since this purgation is that which would have been accomplished there. And thus, the soul that passes through this either enters not that place at all, or tarries there but for a very short time. For one hour of purgation here is more profitable than are many there. Thank you for joining me today. The peace of Christ be with you.